It's just about that time of the week. Time for the Weekly Weebs Podcast. Grab your friends, family, waifus, and husbandos, and join your favorite weebs for an exciting show of anime talk. Hosts Crimson, Frenchie, Wikwiki, and Zario Machini will review and suggest shows, talk about news from the industry, and tackle some of the biggest arguments in the world of anime. It's the Weekly Weebs Podcast, starting now. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Weekly Weebs. I am your host this week, Crimson. Uh, my news is on something that we've been very, very impatiently waiting for. Uh, the Rise of the Shield Hero Season 2. Um, it is said that the premiere for Season 2 will be on April 6th. So, what did you say, 27 days? 27 days! But, uh, yeah, like, uh, like Zario was saying off air, uh, I will believe it when I see it. Exactly. But I look forward to it. If it does come out, I'm debating if I want to wait for the dub or not on it. I will not. That's fair. I will probably watch the sub and then go back and rewatch the dub. If it's good. Me too. Even if it's not good, I'll probably... I take that back. I saw when you finished. Dude, I was never That's, yeah, I was about Did to fucking watch say. watch it dubbed? Uh, we did, and then the sub got ahead of it, I'm pretty sure, and then we watched it subbed. I just fought, finished the whole thing dubbed. But that's, that's because you weren't watching it when it was coming out, yeah, bitch. I know. I watched the first episode with you. Yeah. Bitch. Yeah. And to my left, bitch. you called me a bitch. I mean, technically all three of us called I you mean, a bitch. Yeah. Well, to the left of me. That's Wiki. Uh, my news for you today is about One Piece. Uh, but, uh, the best-selling manga series in the world, One Piece, is receiving an official trading card game courtesy of toy company Bandai. I don't know if I said that correctly, but Bandai. fuck it. Uh, One Piece trading card game will launch with four starter decks themed after four groups from the series, including the Straw Hats, the Worst Generation, Animal Kingdom Pirates, and the Seven Warlords of the Sea. Ooh. The first series of booster packs will be titled, 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 wow, that's weird, Romance Dawn, after the first chapter of the manga. Series creator and artist... Uh, shared this excellent excitement in a post-writing. He said, a new trading card game is on the way. I don't know much about the card games, but this is something like Yu-Gi-Oh, right? And he put a question mark and an exclamation point. They jump out from the cards, and yeah, I heard that they're going to use illustrations from the original work and release it worldwide. They're really going all out, and I'll see it through until the end. Let's go, One Piece card game. I can't wait. So the series creator of One Piece is super excited for this game, and I... I like trading card games. Uh, I'm super big fan of Magic the Gathering, so I'm 100% going to purchase all this. Depending on how much it costs, I might get the Seven Warlords of the Sea, specifically to have something crocodile. I'll probably watch how the game is played first before I determine if I'm even going to dedicate it. Watch the show it. first before you buy the cards, you heathen. If you don't appreciate the show, the you shouldn't get the cards, Crimson. Fair enough. I can't argue with that logic. I don't like the artwork of the show. Why would, you, why would you like the artwork of the card, man? Don't do it. I'm gatekeeping. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'll 1v1 you. I'll 1v1 you. You buy, you buy the straw hat, so I'll buy something else. I'll, I'll, buy, the, I'll buy the animal one. Okay. <laughs> I think they're just in Japanese, though. I don't think they're English translated yet. Oh. I don't know Japanese. Yeah, man. but we got Google. 
Yeah, but I won't have to Google search every single card you in already, my hand. You already read every single card anyways. Yeah, but it's faster for me to read it in my hand at the moment but, versus having to look at cards. Once you know your deck, in, once and, you know your deck, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but that's also if it if it becomes popular, there will be online resources that'll just have translated images, most likely. Yeah, there you go. Fair. Happens with uh, magic spoiler seasons. Every spoiler season. That's fair. All right, to the left of me. What's up, it's Fringy. Um, very somber news to share. Um, voice actor and ADR director Damon Mills has apparently been accused of sexual misconduct. Uh, the accusation stems from events that took place supposedly around 2014-2015 with a then minor in, I believe, Ohio. Um, not much has surfaced quite yet. The accusations just came out the other day. And we're not reporting this to take sides or anything like that. We just want to share what is going on in the anime community. Uh, Damon Mills is well known on our show as the voice of Leandro Lionheart in um, Ruby. Ruby. He is also the voice of Ginchi Shiarazu in Tokyo Ghoul. He is Rebchi in Black Clover, Moonfish in My Hero Academia. And one of his biggest roles is Jogo in Nanbaka. He's also played the role of Frieza several times, and it's going to be very interesting to see how things work out with these accusations, as we know that Dragon Ball has already replaced um, Vic Mignogna, who was the voice of Broly, for similar accusations, and they just lost the voice of Frieza, Chris Harris, who passed away a while back, and I think Mills was set to take over the role, so we'll see how this continues to play out. Yeah. And... Uh, like I said, we don't know too much about it so far, um, and we will just bring more information as the uh, events unfold and we learn more information and see how this may affect Mill's career. Jesus. Yeah. And then hopefully to wrap us up with some more positive news, joining us from another dimension. What's up, guys? It's, uh, it's Zerio Machini coming at you from the no-money dimension, the dimension where there's no money, but there's still capitalism. It's awful. Oh, my God. Uh, so, America. Uh, no, there is there is money in America. It's just being hoarded in, yeah. in this dimension. We're a third-world country no with money. a Gucci belt. In terms of money, we have no money. Uh, anyway... Uh, Gabriel Boric Font, a name that probably means nothing to the listeners or the participants of this uh, uh, <laughs> podcast, but he was elected uh, the president of Chile recently, and uh, he's been welcoming people to like kind of uh, help him ease in and fulfill his role, and one of the people who um, went to go see him is the Minister of State for Foreign Affairs of Japan, Kiyoshi Odawara, who uh, decided to welcome him into his role by giving him a squirtle. I saw, I was wondering where this art, where this was going, and I was like, I saw this earlier. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he gave, him, he gave him a little squirtle, being his, his now first starter. Um, That's and, awesome. Uh, uh, apparently he did at some point in the past say that he is uh, a fan of the Pokemon, of anime in general, and of water type Pokemon. Uh, so that that's kind of that kind of led to that. Um, and uh, 
an anime fan, uh, but he's also been caught Naruto running. <laughs> yes, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah. So. You'll a, love to hear uh, it. That's a weeb. Yeah. We got we got weebs in in politics now. Let's let's get Fuck the yeah. let's get the president of Chile on our podcast. Oh, uh, absolutely. That would be incredible. Yeah. Um, I know nothing about the country, except neither do I. I also I know about its uh, president. Now. Only speak English. So <laughs> again, Google Translate. You can't Google Translate everything. Yes, you can. I did it in South Korea. <laughs> well, uh, I have no segue into this next uh, into our topic for any reason whatsoever. Uh, anime and power, weebs and power. The company we're going to talk about owns half the fucking world. That's fair. Uh, today we are going to be talking about uh, my dad. Dis- boogie woogie woogie. No, sorry. If we're talking about this country, oogie boogie boogie. Yeah, that, you lost me. That I get, I got it. Oogie boogie from Nightmare Before Christmas. Anyways, we're gonna be talking about Disney today and the expansion that they have recently done. It was announced in October. Well, it was actually they dipped into it even way before October. Um, they have been dipping their toes into the anime. Um, with several different titles, um, as well as one that is a very popular mobile game in Japan, and at least to me, uh, Twisted Wonderland, which that will be getting an anime soon. Um, but I'm, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on what you, like, what you guys think of it. Because obviously, as Frenchie was saying, Disney owns the world, and... I feel like whenever you say the world, you have to go, the world The world He's not cool enough for that. Uh, yeah, I guess he so. hates JoJo's. True. Never mind. Never say that. He does have his Aaron Yeager hairstyle going right now, though. That is tight, Aaron Yeager. He's going to destroy the world The world <laughs> uh, so yeah, what, uh, are you, what are your guys' thoughts on this? Uh, personally, I, I... After watching Star Wars Visions, you know, I'm in full support. Disney has both the uh, financial means and the reach to to get pretty much any type of uh, animator or writer that they want. So they can definitely pull off stuff like this, and they I think that uh, they have. So to me, I think one of the big things, too, is how far is their reach going to extend? Because one of the nice things that disney has done is they've poured their money in and resources into some of the biggest titles in the world with marvel and star wars Mm -hmm. there are a lot of people that believe that they've ruined star wars i've stopped watching star wars a while ago they've bounced back is the big thing they truly have it's all going to depend on what type of person is in charge is it going to be the type of person that is pushing the disney issue or is it going to be someone who is a fan of the genre of anime? You look at Marvel. It's run by Kevin Feige, and the Russo brothers had a huge impact on the Avengers. Those guys are nerds. They oh, love yeah. Marvel comics. You look at Star Wars with Dave Filoni and John Favreau. Those guys are Star Wars nuts. And they gave us 
some amazing shows. Dave Filoni was huge into the start of um, Clone Wars back even when it was still at Cartoon Network. John Favreau gave us The Mandalorian. And now we're getting, you know, the Obi-Wan series. We're getting Ahsoka. We are, we've got the Bad Batch. And now getting the Star Wars anime. So it's going to depend on what type of person is going to be in charge. Is it going to be someone, like I said, that's going to push the Disney issue and try to live up to the, you know, the Disney standards of what type of things we promote? No, because then you're going to get shit like we got with the new sequels with Star Wars. Yeah, that's fair. If you get people that are true to what the heart of anime is, you are going to possibly get some amazing series and movies out of this. Yeah. Yeah. And Disney's kind of dipped their toes into anime before. I mean, like, I'm. it's not anime, but I'm counting it as anime with Kingdom Hearts. Like, that's Final Fantasy meets Disney, and Final Fantasy's one of the biggest, like, Square, one of the biggest Square Enix franchises and definitely has taken heavy uh, inspiration from anime. Well, even look at a movie like yeah. Big Hero 6 that, while it's not anime itself and maybe not even necessarily be inspired by anime, but it brings in that Japanese culture. And Big Hero 6, I don't care what anyone fucking says, is one of the most underrated Disney movies ever. The only problem is it came out it came out around the same time as Frozen, so Frozen overshadowed everything. Yeah. Had it come out a different year, your kids would have been singing some Fallout Boy instead of fucking Let It Go. True. What uh, the fuck is the game? There's a game that came out where I can't remember what the fucking name of it's called. It's like Star Smash or something. Hmm. Yeah, Star Smash. Wow, that, I don't know why it took me so long. But um, that's another title that was uh, released in Japan exclusively. It's. Uh, well, it was a game where uh, players would play like a... It was like a sports kind of thing, but they would summon Disney characters to their side. Oh, I remember this now. Yep. And I was, I was really hoping that would come to America, and then it just never did. And from what I'm looking at, it looks like it actually ended its uh, services in December of 2021. Hmm. Surprising. <clears throat> I think... The nice part, too, is that with Disney having the properties it does, we've already seen a Star Wars anime. And one of the big things is, not only was it like a test run of like, hey, what kind of popularity are we going to get from Disney fans and Star Wars fans with this, that we're not going to create a linear story. We're going to create eight stories that are all going to be different studios. Yeah. Doing it. Yeah. And we've already seen the reach of stuff like Marvel and DC expanded to it there's joker and batman and superman mangas there's a deadpool which is funny enough because the uh, first page of deadpool samurai manga the first page has a picture of him hugging nezuko that's incredible that's adorable. so it, it is canon that deadpool is a demon slayer fan well and then there's also um like there's been crossovers with uh dc and ruby even um well, DC is in control. I was just using that as an example. Well, y yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. Like, anime has been crossing over into a lot of things lately. Um, Disney's definitely not an exception in this case between uh, Star Wars Visions, Twisted Wonderland, which I have uh, jumped uh, head, first off, head first off the deep end into. Uh, I fucking love the game so much. I'm really excited for the anime to come out. But they've also uh, lined up, like, three other ones. Oh, 
I was looking at some of the ones they've announced. Uh, Black Rock Shooter Dawnfall, which just sounds like a cool fucking title. Summertime Rendering. Uh, Yojohan Time Machine Blues. Twisted yeah. Wonderland. And I think those are the four, yeah, the four big ones. Yeah. And from what it looks like, uh, according to the article, which you can find on Screen Ramp, um, Black Rock Shooter, that's a reboot anime. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be rebooting the franchise for that one. Summertime Rendering ah. is just from the manga of the same name. And then uh, Yojohan Time Machine Blues is a sequel to something as well. Uh, which is also based off of a Japanese novel. Mm. So, Interesting. So they're, they're doing their research, it seems, in regards to what they want to do for anime. Uh, in, reg- in regards to... Um, how do I want to word this? What they want to branch to, if that makes sense. And the part that I really like with them branching to anime is that anime is not just one singular title. It's not just Lucasfilms. It's not just Marvel Comics. It is in itself. You've got UFO Table, MAPPA Studios. There are dozens of studios out there. Aniplex. Yeah. If Disney dips their foot in, they're not going to control the genre as a whole. I mean, could they afford to? Probably. Probably. But I don't think they're going to get that kind of reach because it's not like these companies are poor off on what they're doing. The part that still worries me is if they try to push the Disney issue and they don't try to... And I think that picking up Fox Studios is a huge test for Disney because you have a movie like Deadpool 3 that they said is going to be rated R, but it's now going to be under the Disney umbrella. How is it going to come out? Yeah, and that's the big thing with Disney is whenever they pick up titles... Or uh, companies, it's really you gotta be very careful with it. Mainly because, like, when they picked up the Star Wars originally and they made the last three movies, nobody really fucking liked those movies. No. And then, you know, they decided that's a bad move. Let's do the shows and actually get, you know, uh, uh, oh my god, why am I blanking on his name? John fucking Favreau. Favreau. Jesus. To direct it, and he's a great director. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you got, you know, the bangers like Mandalorian. Book of Boba Fett wasn't even that bad. Um, and then we've got the, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi coming out and stuff. So, and, yeah. I'm really excited for that. And even with the, um, the movies that came out, we still got Rogue One out of it. And Rogue One is one of the best Star Wars movies. True. Um, yeah, that was really good. But Disney also has a penchant for trying to milk every dollar they can out of everything. Yeah. I mean, they kind of did that with, like, with Marvel. Like, I mean, Marvel is doing great right now, even after Endgame is not doing bad. However, you can tell Disney is trying a little bit, because, I mean, with WandaVision, Mm -hmm. that one was not a bad show, but then you've got, you know, like, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which was not the best, but still good, I thought Falcon Winter Soldier was just fine. I haven't seen yeah, like, any of like, it wasn't... since Endgame. Oh, really? You, you... I haven't watched a single bit of it. You're missing out because WandaVision's fantastic. WandaVision was incredible. Yeah, Loki so was great until the last two episodes. Yep. And then, I honestly, Hawkeye was really good. I really enjoyed Hawkeye. I haven't seen yeah. Hawkeye. 
Oh, it's hilarious. It's a, it's an absolute banger. Is it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm very worried with what they're going to try and do with anime in regards to titles that they're wanting to do or things that they have already announced. Like Twisted Wonderland. I'm very excited for it. However, I'm also very nervous because I don't know if it's going to be like a one season kind of thing that's going to try and wrap up the game in one series, in one season, like uh, Persona 5, or if it's going to be each season is going to be based off of a different chapter from the game, uh, which that would, that would probably be the smarter route. I think the big thing too is that Twisted Wonderland as like the original game was a Disney property. That's my only thing with that one, is uh-huh. that, you know, some of these other ones that they try to make adaptations, like Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars did not start as a Disney uh, production. Yeah. The MCU started as a Disney production, but also had established characters with the MCU. Yeah. Twisted Wonderland is Disney characters inspired, created by Disney for Disney fans. Yeah. It... I really, like I said, I really love this game. I literally play it every single day at work. Like, that's the first thing I do when I get work into work is I'll check my schedule and then I'll jump right onto there and do what I need to and do. And you don't it. actually work? What? Yeah, I know, right? Me, work, what? Um, Finish Code Geass. I'm, in, I'm on episode 10. You got 40 did, still to go. Uh, um, did you guys know, I'm, I might have talked about this on here before, but I can't remember. Did you guys know that there is an old... Uh, Disney anime, and it's about Stitch. I think we've slightly talked about it, but we haven't we, gotten in depth of it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it, was, it was made quite a while ago, but um, Stitch ends up in Japan, uh, and he does get abandoned by Lilo. Uh, so I guess Ohana doesn't mean nobody gets left behind. I guess. Uh, Except in anime. He fi- yeah, he finds a new family in Japan. I, um, I remember seeing something about this now that I've pulled it up. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they've so they've messed with anime in the past. Um. I think it would be really kind of fun, is to see them kind of create the Western equivalent to Studio Ghibli. Especially now that Miyazaki is getting up there in age, yeah. <clears throat> because you think you you think about movies like Spirited Away, um, Ponyo, Howl's Moving Castle. Even I'm talking about even just like the, the cute ones, like the cute ones, like Ponyo screams a Japanese Disney movie. I mean, it's literally the story of Little Mermaid, basically. Sort of, but less of a plot. <laughs> yeah. But I know, like, when we watched, me and you were watching one day, we were basically kind of yeah. saying that same thing, where it's like, this is pretty much plotless Little Mermaid. Yeah, and it's kind of the same thing with Totoro, uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. Um, they're very cute shows, but you can even make the argument that Disney would have it with more story, not just be a cute animated story. You know? Yeah, true. Um... I keep I keep going back to Kingdom Hearts in my mind because I know um, it's been it's been rumored for a while, but they are working on a Kingdom Hearts anime series that will be coming to Disney Plus as well. Um, 
But they've been they've been working on that for a hot minute. Like this has been at least three to four, at least maybe three years now, that's been rumored. But considering how long it took them to make Kingdom Hearts three, I mean, I under I can understand it. But like that's one of the big. I think that's probably one of the biggest like Disney anime crossovers where you have, you know, a bunch of these an- like these anime characters who are working alongside. Like, you know, Donald, Goofy, Mickey, going up against, like, Disney villains and, uh, like, anime uh, antagonists and stuff. So, I I feel confident with the way that this is going, but there is a lot of paranoia with it. I'm going to shit on your dreams right now, because Kingdom Hearts is one of the exact reasons I'm worried about Disney getting into anime. I honestly love... I, I know I you love... love I, I have no problem with... I have no, yeah, no problem with Kingdom Hearts as a whole. I have a problem with them milking every single goddamn dollar out of it. I will say this. They, if they didn't make the middle games, like... But they did. I know. And that was their, that was their biggest problem of milking, because they did, like, uh, Recoded, which was one of the, like, worst Kingdom Hearts games out there. And then they did, um... Dream Drop Distance, which that one was actually pretty good, but a bit confusing at times. Uh, you've got, like, Birth by Sleep, which actually... A confusing was... Kingdom Hearts game? What's up? A confusing Kingdom Hearts game? What? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, Recoded was the game that, like, truly tanked because it did not... It, it, it answered the question at the end of Kingdom Hearts 2, but in the worst way imaginable... Chain of Memories had a lot of story, but the gameplay sucked. Dream Drop Distance was really good, but the story was slightly confusing. And then you got, like, Birth by Sleep, which was actually a really good uh, take on Kingdom Hearts in regards to, like, how the main characters kind of got to where they were, so. Here's my thing. Kingdom Hearts is to Disney what Skyrim is to Bethesda. That's valid. They're going to give you a little couple tastes about new stuff. And they're going to tell you that here's what we're working on, and then it's going to be ten years before anything actually happens. That's fair. Because I mean, like, that's a valid statement. I think it took, what, like four years for us to even get a DLC for Skyrim before uh, Dawn Guard came out? Yep. And then they also added in the Dragonborn and Hearthfire DLCs. Very similar to these games you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It's been going on 11 years since Skyrim was released. After five years, they gave us an MMORPG and didn't give us anything. It's been four years since they even announced that there was going to be an Elder Scrolls Six. They haven't even given us a title in those four years. That's true. That's true. They only gave us an image. A landscape image. <laughs> a landscape and Elder Scrolls. That was it. Yeah. And we still lost our minds. So, this was two years ago, but they did actually confirm that there was going to be a Kingdom Hearts TV series. And we've got nothing since. That... Yeah. It's what I'm saying. I think that Disney getting into anime is not a problem, but the success of it is going to be based on what avenue they take. If they are going to be the Disney that everyone hates with... Milking everything Drawing dry. products, projects out, milking for money, and sticking to that E for everyone 
type appeal, you're going to get rid of a lot of your anime fans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, for a, a, a potential Kingdom Hearts anime, anything, anything that Square Enix is involved in, doesn't matter what it is. Anything that they're involved in is going to take forever. That is true. I mean, it took... I think it took them forever just for Final Fantasy 15, I believe, or 14? 15. Oh, yeah, and, like, the Final Fantasy 7 remake, that took fucking, oh, like, almost a, a, like a, a decade. Uh, and then and we're still waiting, and it's been, like, what, two, three years, and Part 2 still hasn't come out yet? Part 2 hasn't even had an official announcement yet. <laughs> True. You can get your like, announcement, then it'll be another five years before the title comes out. Honestly, yeah, though, the, yeah. the the Final Fantasy VII remake was conf- was announced and confirmed when the PS3 was still around. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's I remember that now. Took. Well, I mean, I know they just recently made a DLC for it. It's like, but the problem with the DLC is it's only an integrate. It's on the integrated edition of Final Fantasy VII Remake that can only yeah. be bought for the PS5, which yep. is trash because it introduces fucking Yuffie. Yep. Who is very <laughs> crucial in the story. <laughs> Just wait till you meet Yuffie and Code Geass. Yeah. Ouch. What well, you got? Any thoughts on Disney? No. <laughs> Disney, what's <in> that? <laughs> well, you got Disney and Datney. God damn it. Some people got the bee's knees. Now, I'm going to tell you... I got the old knees. I'm going to tell you this much. If they get Marvel involved with making anime, that's going to be lit as fuck. That will be interesting. Um, and that'd be easy to do because there already are some Marvel anime. Yep, One of that which is, true. is a, like a Disc Wars sort of thing where uh, all of the Marvel heroes and villains are trapped in li- these little discs and sent to Japan. So people uh, have these discs of Marvel characters and fight each other with them like Pokemon. That's actually fucking hilarious. Mm. But there's also Wolverine... <laughs> There's Wolverine, oh, there's X-Men anime out there already. Yep, and they just got, yeah. that just got put onto Disney Plus, like the old school X-Men show. Yeah. Which that, I would argue, is a little bit anime. I mean, it's, 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 it's a 90s anime cartoon. I don't even think it's anime heavy. heavy. I think it's just a 90s cartoon. All of them were like that. Or anime inspired. That's what I should say. Um, but yeah, you bring up the anime series. We know... That these characters could be successful. We had the X-Men TV series. We had the 90s Spider-Man. Yeah. That show was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that DC has always held over Marvel has been the animated movies and TV series. Yeah. You start throwing out Spider-Man and Avengers anime series, that's going to be an area that DC hasn't barely touched. Like, you've got, like, Batman Samurai and a couple other things like that, but it's very small in comparison to what Disney would have the ability to create. And yeah. we, we also know the MCU can be successful as an animated series with What If. And What If, the animation, not great. Stories? Also. All right. Also, we have had 
uh, Avengers animated series mm-hmm. a couple of times in the past, and they're usually pretty solid. So, I don't know. <clears throat> Plus, then you also even think about you take the Disney, the classic Disney movies, and think about the possibility. You know, we have the old TV series for like um, Aladdin, Hercules, The Little Mermaid. I forgot those were things. A fucking Hercules anime? Yeah, that'd be cool. With how popular something like Blood of Zeus got for Netflix? Yeah. And then you take the twist that it's a classic Disney movie and fucking Hercules? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if they did, they could easily go down the route of like re reanimating older titles and stuff. Mm. Um, see, I don't think they'll touch some of the classic ones. Yeah. Like, you're not going to see them touch Cinderella. I don't think you're really going to see them touch Mickey Mouse, either. Probably not. But they've, you, already t- they've already done anime Mickey Mouse with, again, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. So. But you start looking at some of these, the newer properties, and stuff like that, where you could expand, like, that are still fresh. Like, anything in the last 15 years that maybe only has one sequel... Or something like that. Like Big Hero 6. Yeah. You that, have to... that has that had oh, an Big series. Hero 6 series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, there we is should... a series on it. Yeah, we should totally get a series of Big Hero 6. That'd be amazing. Well, the problem was, they, they did an actual... They had an animated series, but it was one season. Oh, and that, really? I yeah, it, it ended up it. flopping, I think, just because of the wake of, like... Again, with Frozen and everything else that was going... That was coming out. They did... The movie, then there was an anime, or not anime, excuse me, animated season that was kind of, that took place after, um, the movie where, uh, the guy, the guy was in jail and stuff, and, uh, Hero and New Baymax were, you know, still doing their stuff with the team, but, uh, excuse me, but it only lasted one season, then just never got picked back up. And here's one of the big things, too, is that Disney... You know, they've got these big properties that they're putting a lot of money into with creating the live action series and stuff like that. If they're creating anime, they can partner with Japanese studios to create these. It's not even, it's basically just going to be Disney property created by a Japanese studio and then slap the Disney name on it. Yep. That's the big thing is they don't necessarily have to put a lot of direct assets into this and. Also, going to do is help them make more money in Japan and other countries as well. And like they aren't already making a fucking trillion dollars in every other country, but there's a lot of places for growth potential. And it's not even Japan. We've already seen countries like Taiwan, China, and other places come out with anime on their own. And Disney has expanded properties in every country. It feels like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I know, like, the, the new stuff that's coming out that we were discussing, it's all it's going to be coming out in Japan later this year, mm-hmm. but so far we don't know when it's going to be coming to the U.S. I mean, it could be 2023, I'm hoping, before it comes out here. And Watch the sub. Honestly, if it's supposed to be Wonderland, I might. Because our game's already, the game itself is subbed already, and I love the voice acting in the game. I think it's incredible. Um, but that also brings another question of how they're going to do 
the voices if they're going to try and bring back some of the originals or if they're going to get a new cast or really what they plan. Well, it depends on what properties we're looking at. Well, yeah. I'm hoping they bring back the original. I'm, I'm sure they will for Twisted Wonderland because it's fairly new. I'm sure they're going to bring them for the anime. Well, is there a dub of the game? No. I'm talking about, well, I'm talking about the Japanese cast. Yeah, but you're not going to be able to tell the difference. True. Um, yeah, I mean, unless you look it up, but even then. Yeah. Or they get a, or that also brings a question, are they going to grab some of the big, well-named voice actors, like, you know, Brian Beacock, Chris Sabat, uh, Aaron Dismuke, uh, Michael Tatum. Are they going to try and get them into the Disney ring as well in regards to, like, voicing some of the dubbed on upcoming projects? Probably, because a lot of them also do voice acting for, like, American cartoons. Um, so it probably wouldn't be that hard. Especially, like, for, say, Chris Sabat, because he's in everything. He's the most credited voice actor in the world. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't think it'd be that hard. If Disney was like, hey, yeah, we want to hire you, they, I, I can't imagine many of them saying no. Yeah, I guess that's true, but it also depends on finding the right process. fit. What was that? It'd probably be a pretty regular audition process. Yeah, I was going to say, it'd be a manner of trying to find the right fit for the voices, as uh -huh. everything would be. So here's the part that I, I, I disagree that they're going to bring some of them in. Because I'm just even just looking through the uh, Star Wars uh, Visions cast. And almost everyone that I'm seeing that I recognize is a big name live action. The only one that I've seen that I recognize as a voice actor is Stephanie Shea. But Stephanie Shea is a goddess, so yeah, I don't even know if she counts. Uh -huh. But you've got people like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Allison Brie, uh, Neil Patrick Harris, which I didn't even know he was in Visions. Lucy Liu. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I just mentioned uh, him. Yeah, but this is like a like a major multi. It's an anthology like event, you know. Mm. So they're gonna get the the big names that a lot of Disney viewers are watching. But like, if they're just building series and stuff like that and having mainstay characters that and like expanding side characters beyond that they'll need more voice actors so even if the prominent roles are not taken by the more common voice actors the side characters for sure yeah that's fair that's what I predict anyway yeah and I think there's going to be a long process of this I think it's going to be a feeling out process to get Disney started. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mainly because... Now, I mean... They've done it... They've done stuff before, but they've never really done... Too much with anime... Shows. Yeah. So then, yeah, I guess it would just be a manner of trying to figure out... Storyline in regards to how they want to do it. As well as, again, casting. Trying to find the right voices to match properly. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I think I could easily see Disney becoming a very similar property to <clears throat> Studio Ghibli when it comes to animated movies. 
Yeah. Animated series is going to be one thing, but yeah, I agree. The movies, if they do it right, they could end up like uh, Ghibli in this case. Mm. Man, I'm just telling you, if they take the Disney properties they already have and start to work them into anime, the world of anime could explode. And it's already incredibly popular, but then you start throwing like popular MCU movies and type stuff into that world. Yeah. And promote it the way Disney promotes their properties. Holy shit. I would... Yeah. I would not be against seeing that. I mean... Even if it didn't... If they expanded their, like, property with... Stuff they've already done... That would be awesome. I wouldn't even... I wouldn't even be against seeing a Star Smash. A Disney Star Smash anime. Like the game that I was telling you guys about that just got discontinued a couple years ago. Um, that was an interesting concept and bringing all those like animated character or anime animated characters and turning them anime like they they have an idea of what they're doing. That was just a manner of following through properly with it. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of positives to this and I'm interested to see where it's gonna go. I still think it starts from the top, because from the top, make it drop, that's that WAP, got that WAP. Yeah, exactly, you got it. World anime possessions. Uh So, we're a bit ahead on time on this, but is there any last thoughts on Disney and anime and what what could possibly be? I mean, like I said, I've kind of said my piece that I believe that the showrunner or runners, whoever is the one behind this creation, has to be an anime fan. Yeah. I, I really feel like they've got to be able to give the respect it deserves, and it can't just be, oh, well, this is popular, we got to start, you know, dishing this stuff out. Yeah. And I'm interested to see how it's going to affect their competitors and stuff. Will we see Warner Brothers start to dip? into stuff like that as well with stuff like the DC stuff or Bugs Bunny and shit like that because what's up Doka I swear to Christ I don't want that (laughs) dear dear Warner Brothers if somehow you stumble upon this don't don't (laughs) don't do it do it you won't bet Zerio, any last thoughts? Uh, no, I, I'm supportive of, uh, of Disney anime. Disney-me. Disney-me? Disney-me, yep. Wiki, any thoughts? Not really, I don't, I don't really watch Disney stuff outside the movies, so I really don't give a fuck about the franchise itself. If there's one Disney property that you would want to see turn into an anime, what is it? None of it? I meant for all of us. Ooh. I mean, I've said my piece. Not Kingdom Hearts. That's a Disney property! Cole, be original. There's already one in the works. Oh, it's just a Wonderland. It's already in the works. Yeah. I still want to save it. Cole. You know what? I, I bet an Aladdin fucking anime would be cool. Imagine the fucking opens we'd get using Disney music mixed with some of, like, the rock 
and fantasy type music. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to. I'm actually now. I'm actually trying to think. Like now, I just want to see like, the uh, reverse of how some of the anime would look with Disney animation. Could you imagine Attack on Titan? <laughs> I'm just picturing Attack on Titan Junior Year now. (laughs) (laughs) The fucking colossal Titan just goes, I'm gonna wreck it! And then just kicks the fucking gate open. I kind of... I kind of want to see... I would like to see Hercules. That'd be really cool. Part of me kind of wants to see Lion King. I don't know why. Because you're a furry? No. Honestly, Peter Pan wouldn't even be bad as an anime. Yeah, it'd probably be a pretty good one. Mm. And it would be... But it goes back to... That's an older property that I don't think they'll touch. But it's one that not a lot of people talk about. True. You have Peter Pan Shonen. mm, I wouldn't say that a lot of people don't (laughs) talk about because we've gotten, like, live adaptations of Peter Pan. There was a musical, a Broadway musical for Peter Pan. The Broadway musical's been around longer than the fucking movie has. The movie came out in 1940. I think it was er- newer than that. I think it was in the 60s. I'll double check that. But, but then, the, like, they've also did... Um, also, the stage play and musical is not related to the movie. It is related to the original story of Peter Pan. Well, yeah. Um, but then they've done... Uh, like, with Once Upon a Time, they dipped into Peter Pan with that as well. Yeah, but that's not necessarily Disney-related. That is fairy tales. Yeah. Uh, 1953. But yeah. I mean, and a lot of it goes back to like, uh, you know, the old Grim Brother yeah. things. That's really what Disney's done with their well, stuff. When I'm talking about like stuff that I don't think they would touch with among their classic stuff, I'm talking like the Disney princess stuff. Oh, like you, Snow White, Cinderella. Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella, even the Little Mermaid, Mulan as a fucking anime would that, be sick as fuck. That would be sick Yeah, fuck. it would. I honestly wouldn't be against... She, she has a body count already. For, in the thousands, um, yeah, <laughs> I would not be against seeing Emperor's New Groove as an anime. I don't think they need to touch Emperor's New Groove. Emperor's New Groove is it. perfect. They won't touch it, but I wouldn't be against it. I also wouldn't. I still. I would not be against seeing Sleeping Beauty as an anime. Maleficent as an anime villain. That's fair, but Sleeping Beauty, the main character, is trash. Aurora is the worst Disney main character in any of their movies. Yes, because she's not even the main character in her own fucking movie. <laughs> no, she is the main character. No, the... if anybody's the main character, it's the goddamn fairies. Let's no, no, be no. real. The movie is titled Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, but Aurora, she's not even the main character Aurora in her main character. is Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, but she's not even the main character in her own show. You see no. her maybe like t- 10, 15 She has 12 t- lines in the entire movie. But here's the problem, is that she is the main character. And that's why that movie is terrible outside of Maleficent. <laughs> but I digress. That's fair. I think Mulan would be amazing. I've already said my my ilk on the fucking MCU. You would, I, I know you would want Hercules as an anime. Oh yeah, that's why I brought it up. Yeah. But I'm I, also okay if they don't fucking touch it. I think the big three for like potential anime would definitely be Aladdin, would definitely be uh, Hercules and... Uh, <clears throat> Mulan. Um, I think uh-huh. Mul- I think Mulan and Big Hero 6 are the two easiest because they already have the Asian culture. Yeah. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph could canonically get into anime 
Yeah, that is true. I feel like if they did, like, Nightmare Before Christmas, even, that could work as an anime. It could, but the thing with Nightmare Before Christmas that makes it so unique is the stop motion. Yeah. That's what makes that movie so interesting and good. True. I think there's a lot of stuff that can go right and go wrong with this. I've said that a couple times. And And that's just... It really depends on the title they choose. Yeah. And the titles they choose, and I don't even know if they will adapt their older stuff into anime. I just think it's an option that might be interesting to go down with a couple to test it out. Just like the live action. When was the last time we heard a live action announcement from Disney? Uh, Pinocchio. Yeah. And that was like last year. all of the Marvel movies are live action. I mean like a live action adaptation of a classic. Pinocchio is the most recent one and there's been a rumor about Hercules but nothing is confirmed. Yeah. But I mean, a couple of years ago, they were announcing the fucking Jungle Book, the Lion King, um, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin. There was some coming in Aladdin too. I know that. There was Cinderella. They yeah. did redo Cinderella. Yeah, but that was back. That guy, that was like 2014. That was the first one. Yeah. That was the first, like. That and Jungle Book and Tarzan came yeah. out. And those, like, Jungle Book and Tarzan weren't even really. Di- they were Disney titles. But, but they it, weren't really Disney. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, agreed is what I should have said. Yeah. Um, so, but I, even if they if they do decide to go uh, down the route with... I, like, I don't think they will, but they've got to be very careful with what they do choose if they decide to jump back into it. Because with a lot of, like, the older, like, the newer generation... They don't know the classics like we do. And I think if they do an anime, like, adaptation of them, it'll at least give the newer viewers, like, hey, this is kind of what, you know, the other generation did. I've got two that would be incredible, and I can't believe we haven't talked about them yet. And it's the ones that we've talked about before of why have they not made this live action because of the ways you could go with it. Atlantis and Treasure Planet. Yeah! Those would be banger anime. Yeah, and especially if you're making it into a series, you get to expand a little bit, and then you don't have to worry about the theatric release bombing like what happened with them originally. The movies are amazing, but the time was not into that type of animation at the point of their release, and they bombed. And now they're like uh-huh. some big They're cool classics. Yeah. Everyone loves Atlantis. And Treasure Planet, most people... like. I would say it's like a 40-60 split of people that have seen it and haven't. But everyone that's seen it loves it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, if those went, if those went down the anime route, I feel like... I feel like if they are... If they were to start with any, uh... Like, older to older to anime style, those should be the top... The, the two that they first prioritize before they start touching more of the classics. See, that's the problem is they're gonna start with a couple of their classics because they gotta put the big name... On it, that's why Cinderella was the first one. That's why Lion King was like the fourth one. Yeah. Lion King is one of the most iconic, best animated films of all time, and the live action was mid. True. Good, not great. Yeah, they fucked up. Be prepared. Um. But I feel like that's gonna be, if they try starting off with the big heavy hitters, like the big names. I don't think it, it could a heavy cause hitter. the. It I just will, think you need a recognizable title. But the problem is if they do that, though, then there's a very good chance that it backfires. Oh, yeah. But and that's exactly what happened with live action. 
I think, but Disney's going to, the way Disney does things is they're going to, when they get a property, they're going to put the Disney stamp on it. When they start doing something new, they got to put the Disney stamp on it. And if they're going to do the idea of adapting Disney titles, like not even talking MCU or Star Wars, if you're going to adapt classic Disney titles, whether it's the Golden Era, the Renaissance, or the Dark Ages, stuff, or even Black new, Cauldron would be, would be pretty cool. The problem is no one knows what fucking Black Cauldron is nowadays. Our generation does because our parents watched it and showed it to us. My, I mine did it. I saw that fucking family video or uh, the. <laughs> Not even, it wasn't even family video at the time. It was fucking. Oh God! But I'm just saying. Continue because I don't remember. You, you know, you think called. most of this generation has seen stuff like Black Cauldron, Sword in the Stone, the Aristocats. No, absolutely not. Yeah. I I think you've got to find a way because no matter what generation you're, you've seen Cinderella. Yeah. You've seen Frozen. You have seen Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. You've. You may not have seen The Lion King, but you know what The Lion King is. You may not have seen it, but you you know it. There are going to be people in every generation, because even when like Black Cauldron, Sword in the Stone, Peter Pan came out, Disney was not the established power that it is now. Disney is everywhere now. Yeah. Disney was, you know, just going was struggling for a while in the 40s and 50s. Well, yeah, but that's because they also had... Um, they were struggling because they were trying to go up against... Uh, Max Fleischer in the uh, like in New York and over in that area. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's like it wasn't an established, you know, it was an established studio, but it was not Disney as we know it. Yeah. So now you now you're here seventy years later, and some of these titles people know them, but they don't know them. Yeah. You know, seventy I, years. Yeah, Peter Jesus Pan will God. be seventy years old next year. Snow White's up there. Pretty sure it's going to be hitting 100 here soon. Yeah, Snow White, I think, was in the 20s, yeah. It definitely was. Sleeping but... Beauty, I think, was in the 30s. But anyway, you got they're going to do something that is going to give them an established title to help kick this off. If they're going to anime Thank their you. Disney classics, they're going to they're they're have with something. The names. And you don't even have to start with the huge names. But I think you're going to see some of those filter in. Yeah. Like, our generation loves Tarzan and the Jungle Book. They'll probably start with Tarzan. Or Tarzan would not be a bad one to start with. It was a successful live action. They the, even had its own TV series. Mm-hmm. And the, the movie is iconic because of the music. Hell, I what, think it ended up having a uh-huh. second and third movie. Because there was a second one about his childhood, and then there was Tarzan and Jane. Which, those were both... Uh, I, don't, I don't remember Tarzan and Jane. I think I it was just one of those straight the... to DVD... Straight to video... That was straight to DVD, yep. Or VHS. Yeah. Just like the Aladdin sequels. Uh, right. Prince of Thieves. That was the way. best. Yes. Um, Snow White and Seven Dwarfs came out in 1937. So okay. it's it's getting close to 100 years now. Yeah. But anyway, I we've gone down this track. Disney has so many avenues to go with this. Whether it is original titles or you know bringing stuff like, back like we saw. You know, you take some titles that weren't very successful, but you add Disney's reach to them, and again, we knew like it. The reboots and the sequels yeah. that they've got going on. Yeah. So whether it's going to be reboots, original stories straight from the manga, or they're going to take adaptations of their games and original movies and comic books and stuff like that, 
Disney has so many properties under their umbrella. There's so many ways to go. Plus, they own ESPN. They can do so much shit with fucking sports anime. It's ridiculous. True. Thanks and sports so. anime is a fucking growing topic. Look how big Haikyuu has gotten. Kuroko no Basket. They've got uh, a soccer one coming out soon. Yeah. One we'll talk about later. Yeah. Alright. There's a lot of ways to go with this. Yeah. So, dear Disney, if you ever come across this uh, podcast, for whatever reason... We don't even need royalties. Just put us in and let us be a fucking side character. Let me get punched in the face by Hercules. <laughs> there you go. But, yeah, they definitely... In conclusion, Disney has a lot of good opportunity with their anime stuff. It's just a manner of being careful with what they choose for their titles. Because it's going to either be, you know, big like Frozen, or it's going to flop like Treasure Planet. I'm still saying Treasure Planet anime would be incredible. Yeah, that would be awesome. Uh-huh. Especially with the development of the 3D animation we've seen. Yeah. Put fucking Mappa on a Treasure Planet. Ooh, <laughs> that'd be... Disney could pay them enough money to actually have good working conditions. Yeah. They wouldn't give them good working conditions, but you're right, they could. Yeah. I mean, it's Disney. They, there's a lot of woulda, but they won't. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so now we kind of got uh, the topic taken care of and talked about. Uh, I didn't think we were going to talk about it for that long. I'm glad we were able to. Uh, the assignment that I'm going to do tonight is Skate the Infinity. Uh, I've seen a lot of stuff about it. I was kind of skeptical about the show at first. and then uh, That's so funny. I just kept seeing more stuff about it. I'm like, alright, fuck it, I gotta see this show. Wasn't it like, what, Gals, Bros, and Non-Binary Hoes? Oh, what's up, bitches and bros and non-binary hoes? That's such a good fucking line. That, yeah, that, that line is in the show. Uh, I saw it, I don't even remember where I first saw it. It was either TikTok or, like, something else. Probably TikTok. I cried laughing when I first heard that line, but, uh... I'm excited to see the context for it. Uh, I believe it's 12 or 13 episodes. Yeah. It's not a very long one, thankfully. Uh, You can find it on Crunchyroll, Funimation. Those are the two ones that I know for sure. Mm. Um, I've been watching it on Funimation, but I did check. It is confirmed on Crunchyroll. Okay. Which I'm not surprised. It started out as a a Funimation original, but now with the merger. Yeah, that's fair. That was one of the titles they said. Oh, yeah, now Skate the Infinity will be on Crunchyroll. Cool. Finally! Alright, let's talk Legend of the Legendary Heroes. That was that was the anime assignment. That was. And I thought it was All funny. Alright, thanks everybody. Good night. I thought it was funny as shit. The show was so funny to me. And the entire yeah. time, Ferris kept calling out uh, Reiner. Reiner about being a perv. I couldn't stop thinking of Cole. I was like, is this what Cole feels like every time we say this? Because it's not true, but in your case, it is kind of true. <laughs> so I was kind of like, Fucker. is this what it's like on the other end? And then me and Higgins were messaging about it, and he's like, do you think uh, the shadow guy is going to be uh, Crimson's favorite character? And I was like, without a doubt. So, I... He was, wasn't he? You love him. He wasn't my favorite character in the show. But you love him. He, he just doesn't want to say it because we said it already. No, actually. So my favorite character in the show was the... I can't remember his name. It was the guy who used the thread. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's cool. Oh, yeah, he was yeah cool. that guy was dope as hell. 
Um, I'm going to get my gripes out of the way first, and then we'll talk about all the good stuff. Um, I hated Captain Milk. The name. <laughs> Captain Milk! The oh, name yeah, in this the show is some of the best parts. The character was amazing. Ferris Ares? Yeah, it's fucking funny. Captain Milk? It's fucking funny. I hated that so goddamn much. It's hilarious. Your favorite anime, the main character is named Ruby Rose. Fuck you. <laughs> um, He's like, I don't got time for your elitism, Cole. <laughs> uh, but also, my, I, I, did, I do agree with you, Wiki. Uh, the moments where Eric, like uh, Ferris was just going like above and beyond on the bullshit of the perviness was funny. I also thought it was a little bit redundant because it was, it was so often. I Is thought it, it was funnier when they got closer. She still exactly. did. It. I thought she it got funnier. Joke exactly. No, same. Like I said, it was funny, but then it like it was still always great. I was just also getting kind of tired of her like no like doing it constantly even after. That's why it was so funny. In the second last episode where they wake up in bed together. Yeah. Right. Oh my god. That she shit had me rolling. Screams pervert. Killed me. Dude, I just died. And we found out she was just doing it for a joke for herself, too. Yeah. I thought yeah, it was fucking funny. The thing that makes it work is it starts out as, like, a legitimate fear insult, but then it turns into an inside joke between them. True. It's hilarious. Ship the fuck out of yeah. them, too, by the way. Same. Uh, yeah, same. I have very... I also con- ship him and the king. Yeah, yeah there was some high co- there was some high key gay energy there. I messaged Higgins on episode fifteen. He wasn't there. He was like three episodes behind. I was like episode fifteen. They're totally fucking. I didn't tell him who it was. And then when he got there, he's like, "Yeah, dude, I totally thought they were too." Yeah. When he but, had him on the bed after like their little fight and like yeah. was over him like that, I was like, "Yeah, dude, it's on." They they fucking fan fiction. Yeah. They fucking yeah. For um, sure. Can somebody please explain to me? what the overarching plot in regards to the war was. Because I did not understand it. I could not figure out for the life of me what the plot was at all. I was confused the entire time watching this, but the comedy carried me through it. Yeah, because the whole show was like making it seem like it was all about finding these relics. And then it just dropped after like episode 6 and was now it's like, oh hey, by the way, we're getting ready to go to war, uh, there's this uh, bullshit going on, and there's also a guy with dual personalities who's trying to kill this other guy who has a there's, demon locked in. Oh, also, Reiner's dad's alive, Yeah, but Reiner's he's a dad's ghost. Alive, but yeah, he does I was it. so fucking confused. So, I did look up some stuff, uh, it's not a dual personality, I guess, you know that room he went into with that one guy? Yeah. I guess that was the room that, uh, I guess Reiner was also supposed to go into, kind of. It's a whole thing that I guess Sion, 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 Sion got the spirit of the, the, the thing inside of him that way back in the day, the teardrop guy, you remember him? Yeah. That's, he's sealed, in, he's sealed inside Reiner. Because, it doesn't explain it, but Reiner, it was not in the show, uh, Reiner's dad sacrificed his, Reiner's mother to seal something inside Reiner, which was like a demon and a goddess. So Naruto. I guess. And... And but not quite as cool as Yeah, what and then I guess had, it had something to do with uh, Sion's character had that he had to do personality with, that whole thing, with way back in the day. Yeah. And fucking... Uh, I, I picked up that, like... It's fucking confusing. Sion and Reiner's, like... Their alternate per- Yeah, their destinies were, like, the hero and, like, the demon or whatever the fuck. I kind of picked Zeon's up on that. still a hero. Well, yeah. Like, he was it, only... It's just the fact that they talk about it for, like, two minutes in the yeah, last so episode that's the only... Yeah. Um, 
But Sion, I, I kind of like what if you, like your best friend was about to walk on the planet because he said he didn't want him to walk eternity forever on this planet. Cause yeah, which what's that about? It's that was a, never explained. It, I guess it explains it in the story after, but there's not a season three, so we don't know. But it does explain it later on. But we just don't know what it is. But yeah, there's just there's so much confusion. Exactly, I was confused the entire time. We we are given like names though. It's like the one who weaves uh, infinite riddles and the one or something like that, and then the one who tears tears down infinite riddles. It, it was something weird and kind of vague like that uh, between Reiner and Sion. Stark, I believe it's voiced by J. Michael Tatum. Love him. Did uh, the Emperor was. I don't think the Emperor was voiced by him. But I know the Shadow guy was voiced by. Maybe him. that's what. No, that's what I was thinking of. The yeah. voice acting cast was fucking crazy good. Yeah, and he's the like. I think yeah. he was like the prince of, or he was the son of the Emperor guy. No, or no, he was, he was son an adopted of, son of a noble. In that's Poland. what it was. Yeah. Anyway, I think Siona was Trunks. Yeah, he was Eric Vale. Yeah, hear that. Um, Ian Sinclair was Reiner, I believe. Yep, you could hear the uh, um, Sukasa in his voice at times. Yep. Um, but which his his ideology of afternoon naps all the time, dude. I fucking resonated with this dude so much. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. So the Emperor of Gestark, the fucking sword he has, bad. It's fucking bad, dude. Uh, I want 30 of them. <laughs> the fact that he kept sacrificing his own body parts to help his country. Yeah. His good sense of smell, leader. his left. Also, honestly, it kind of broke his shit because as we saw, they have really good artificial limbs. Yeah. Because the field marshal, yeah. when he lost his arm, he's just sitting there fucking doing push ups. He was able to use all his abilities. Yeah. It's like, well, shit. I sacrificed my left leg. We get home. Here's your new left leg. Fuck yeah! I sacrificed my left leg again. <laughs> you can't do that. Fuck you, sword! Uh, yeah, I, I doubt that goddess uh, accepts prosthetics as payment. <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, he could use it several times because of the fact yep. that how good their technology and magic is. But my main thing with yeah. him, the stuff with him and Kiefer... Kiefer was such a stupid wasted character, yes. it felt like. 100%. Can you explain to me who Kiefer is? She has someone that betrayed... Oh, yeah, 100%. It's like, it seemed like she was going to, you know, come back and possibly unite the countries and shit like that. It's like, no, she was just locked in a dungeon and had random appearances. Pointless. The part that I loved about the Emperor, though, we didn't get a fucking enough of him. 
He was so goddamn cool. Yeah. Yeah. Tifa was only in it for backstory. That was the only reason she. And was even it. that, it was just her backstory, pretty much. And her backstory meant nothing. Yeah. I feel like all the backstories that they gave us for the characters were like really rushed. Like, in like very short. What is that clicking? I keep hearing the clicking over there. I hear a buzzing. I don't know. I kept hearing a clicking, and I was trying to figure out what the fuck it was. But yeah, I feel like all the backstories of all the characters that they introduced and, like, did spend time on the backstories was super rushed. And, like, kind of didn't explain. Like, it, I didn't feel like it was super important. Like, they could have done without it. Without the backstories, I could have still cared about the characters enough. Yeah. And they could have explained the story better. The three backstories I liked were Sion, Reiner, and Ferris. Because all three of those had major implications on the plot. Yeah. Ferris is to a point, but they only spent like 10 minutes on hers, which was fine. We didn't need a drawn out one of hers. We just know her parents were shit. Her dad tried to rape her, and her brother killed their parents because her parents were such shit. Her brother is. I want to know more. I want to know more about that guy. Because yeah. um, that's a busted ass shit he's got on his being. But like Ferris's, where they spent like an entire fucking episode talking about her backstory and then leading to how she met the Emperor of Gestark. Yeah. Like, really, we just needed the war part of it. Because of the fact that... It's like, oh, yeah, well, my, they killed my other sister and held my other sister hostage. Like, that was shown us in, like, the first two episodes. We didn't need to see it. It was already told to us. Yeah. Also, you're a pointless character. Move on. <laughs> I, I, I did like how when uh, uh, fucking King Damien messaged Justin was like, let us know what you think after episode three. I did not expect it to get that crazy like that fast. With everyone, I had just finished that episode too, where everyone got fucking wiped out. Yeah. Oh my god. Reiner's dope. Dude, facts. Yeah. Reiner's a badass. I also wanted to see that. Also, how they treat Alpha Stigmas is really fucked up. Oh, yeah. Super Wait, I get up. it, though. That. No. That guy. The guy who. Uh, Would just eat the faces? Yes! That guy was my favorite character. That guy was That's a, also not a surprising because he's a dark, edgy left. That guy's a lord. psychopath, but he had like he was he's a psychopath, a, but he has a good heart. Okay, listen, he's a psychopath to the people that are threatening him and the people that he's cared for. Bro, he it's ate all about his perspective. Mom right after he came out of the womb. Yeah, he yeah. was a kid, and he was his mind was altered by the alpha stigma. It's not him himself. Yeah, he was literally born to be evil. But him, but him himself, is a good guy. He's, He's still taking psycho. care of the other. But he has something inside of his head fucking with him, like all the other Alpha Stigmas do. Yeah, it's the same with Reiner. Like you could say he's a psycho. A lot of serial were... killer hear voices and they think that they're talking to Satan or the God. Doesn't mean they're not fucking terrible. But it's people. not his decision to do it. He gets taken over by this thing. So you're saying Reiner is a terrible person? When he's on the verge of murdering his friends and family? Yeah. But that's not him though. It's part of who he is, though, is the problem. It's not him, though. Um, if I have split personalities and my split personality goes and murders someone, am I still going to jail for it? Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> there's, there's cases for that. I there are know. cases I don't, for I don't that. know how that works out. Usually plead insanity. Yeah. Um, but you're still getting locked up for it. I thought the soundtrack for this was pretty... It wasn't bad. I thought it was very average. I don't yeah. remember any of it. Yeah, I didn't remember much of it, honestly. Um, so the soundtrack to me sounded very much like the soundtrack for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duelist of the Roses. 
Um, it's also very similar to Vampire Night with the soundtrack. It's just that type of like fantasy, uh, kings and queens and type shit. Yeah. Magic. It's it's that same type of feel to it. And uh, I didn't give it a great grade on the soundtrack, honestly. But we'll get to that. Um, honestly, outside of Reiner, outside of like the main three, I didn't really give a fuck about many of the characters. I did like the Field Marshal and the Princess. I thought they were very cute. Same. Um, did not give a fuck about the guy that got murdered. And it was also just very confusing, the shadow guy, of who the whose team was he on? No idea. No <laughs> it clue. sounded like he was very committed to Sion, but then he would fucking do shit that didn't seem like what Sion wanted to happen. Then he murdered all the fucking nobles. <laughs> I don't know. It didn't he, help. He wants, he wants Sion... To be king, but not in Sion's way. <laughs> also, how the fuck did Sion, like, what were those things that he was using to fight at the end? Uh, human experiments. They rushed through that, too, but um, they yeah. did mention that he had ordered human experiments. It's fucking crazy. Super rush. And that's what I couldn't figure out, is is Sion a good person or not? Because, like, he has a good idea, but because he has the split personalities... It's kind of like the same thing with Alpha Stigma in the head. It has this thing, the yeah. same thing because of like the, the thing that ha- that puts Alpha Stigma, I guess, in the thing. He has something else in his brain after going through that door. Because it yeah. wasn't like that the entire time. It well, wasn't even like before the door? Yeah. Even with the stuff with the nobles? I think before the door. He, he was, was still being influenced? He was completely fine. He was normal. Yeah. And then when he went in the door and talked to Eris' sister, Ferris Eris' uh, brother, that's when the, the stuff happened. Um, I think that's when the, the change happened. But I think... Oh, uh, when he was younger? No, when he was an adult, after he became king, <laughs> went and then talked to uh, the... the, the Brothers. The, the brother. I think that's when the switch happened. Because remember when he walked out the door and he was like, I wonder which one of you... Blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. See, I had to kind of rush through this, so I don't remember... <laughs> My memory great is also not great, because the thing... It, the show itself is rushed as well. I remember it because I was so confused. That makes sense, actually. Um, but, like, I think this even happened beforehand where he basically had the Shadow Dude wipe out all the nobles. I think the Shadow Dude just did that himself. Yeah, but they had basically agreed to it that he was going to take care of all the nobles that opposed. And it wasn't even like, we didn't even have evidence that all of them were bad people. They just had opposing views. I think, I think, I do. I don't know the timeline at all, actually. I think the timeline's kind of fucked. Oh, 100%. Because in the first episode, Reiner and Ferris are already looking for the things. And then I was confused. I was like, second episode, this is, what's going on? So, this is a popular trope in a lot of shows and movies. And it's made fun of in the fucking uh, Purge episode of Rick and Morty. Where he has to sit down and listen to the screenplay for the guy that is like Tower. How did we fall back to four weeks ago when you were still alive? That is still my favorite line. <laughs> I fucking love that show so much. But that that it's just a popular trope. I don't like era. it. It shouldn't be popular. Start the story where it starts, and finish it when it finishes. Mm. I mean, like a lot of Batman movies do that. Same with Spider Man, where a lot of the time, if you've already established that he's Spider Man or Batman, and then you go back to show the parents getting shot or Uncle Ben dying, like that. Yeah. That's the great thing about the Raimi Spider-Man, where it's part of the story. You don't have a flashback. 
Flashbacks are a fucking annoying trope sometimes. 100%. Especially since they did it a couple times, too, because they showed so many goddamn backstories. There was a, there was a way too many backstory for something like this because a lot of it didn't make sense with what was actually going on. And they're just trying to pack too many characters into yeah. 25 episodes. 24 times. Also, I also messaged Higgins about this, something that very bugged me about the show is the fact that Reiner's supposed to be this whole powerful magician of their country, like the most powerful mage, right? And he uses the same three fucking things the entire goddamn show. Yeah. The thunder, the increase of speed, and the fire. It's annoying. Yeah. Like, what else is there? There's gotta be more. I don't believe uh, that's just those three, and it just got annoying. He definitely knows more. It just was, du- I was just so annoyed with it. I did like him making the fireworks. I thought that was cool. That was really still, cool. It's just, cool. And, and it's just like the fights... Is the same fights Every over and over time. again with them, not even like putting up a fight. They're just kind of getting their shit stomped in every single time. And he's supposed to be this oh, oh powerful mage, except phenomenal Dude. cosmic power. The Dude. Reiner and um, the Sion fight was also very confusing to me because they split right in the middle with him waking up and them talking and him having done like all the work and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, well, yeah. That, was like, that was like a dream. Yeah. In a sense because but, the, his brother fucking popped him and that was him hallucinating in his sleep. Yeah. But it was just it was just really fucking weird in the middle of the fight. Also, that wasn't even a good fight, dude. No, it was not. No. Like, Reiner should have beat the shit out of But there was Sion. a lot of really good like philosophical things in this show. I will say that. Mm. There was a lot. There was a lot of also big words that were used that I did not understand in this show. And there was Also makes sense. <laughs> like, I, I liked a lot of the monologues in it. Yeah. Like, this wasn't a terrible... This was... In my, uh, in my opinion, this was a... Personally, this was a very average show. Jacob's never going to talk to us again after we... <laughs> I mean, to be... Expected. Like, I actually did. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I, I thought it was hilarious, it. but that the was humor real... only carried it so far. Yeah, the the humor was good. The plot was not. No, absolutely not. And also, like I, when we were going in and they were talking about finding the hero relics, that's the story I wanted. I didn't give a fuck about anything in the kingdoms. I wanted them to go find the hero relics and find out stories about the heroes behind them. Yeah, what's what's the legend of legendary heroes? No, I think it's just the the demon and the hero for Sion and Reiner, but that. That's only established in the last fucking episode. <laughs> it's literally the first... In, it's like the intro to the last episode. That's it. Yeah, it's like the first five episodes, if that, is them trying to find these relics. And then the rest of it is like, oh, fuck the relics. We're going to do this instead. And then everything just goes through a mess. Yeah. I would have liked to see all these fucking relics, dude. Mm. Yeah, same. I also thought it was funny when they find that when they found that dragon relic when they stabbed him in the arm. I was like, all right, let's just fucking leave. And I was like, what? I like how he's just like, I don't want to fucking use this. And just chucks it. And it just summons the giant dragon. And they're like, oh. That's well, not, not that's our not, problem. That's not a hero relic. <laughs> I like how they didn't actually like do anything with hero relics too. Like that in itself was kind of funny. Like they were on this massive search to find everything. But they're all kind of just like, fuck it. I do also kind of hate the title. The Legend of the Legendary Heroes. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Also, I want to try Dongo now. That's our second show this season that Dongo has been very heavily prevalent in it. I really want to try Dongo. I also want to try Dongo. I also, also want to try Dongo. I was thinking that while I was driving home watching the last episode. I want to find a place here in, here in Iowa that has Dongo. 
Dongo, Dongo. That was on fucking thought. <laughs> it was the Dongo family song. The Dongo family song. The Songo family. Oh, I hated it so much. Dongo, Dongo. Alright, so you guys, you guys know what Dongo is? Sure. Dongo's a Japanese dumpling made from rice flour mixed with uh, Yurichi rice flour and uh, glutinous rice flour. It is a different form. It's a, it is different from the method of making mochi, which is made after steaming glutinous rice. Dongo is usually finished round-shaped. Three to five Dongo are often served on a skewer. What does it taste like? I don't know. Oh, I heard dumplings thinking that it was going to be filled with meat and veggies. But every time we see them, it's either half bitten into and it's just the same color. It's like mochi, dude. I was like, it honestly looks like a dessert. <laughs> but some of them don't. Oh, God. I feel so bad for my rating now. I'm going to I'm gonna look up Dongo on it's Google Maps. I feel so bad. <laughs> my rating's not great, but it's not bad. But above half, so that's good. But... <laughs> Yeah, you let's get, get, into let's the get the ratings. Yeah. All right, Grips, you want to start us out? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, for personal enjoyment, I gave a five. Uh, the thing I enjoyed the most was the comedy and my uh, animation. <laughs> uh, animation, I gave an eight. I didn't think it was terrible. I didn't think it, like it wasn't the best I've ever seen, but I. Enjoy the animation. It wasn't enough to like make my eyes hurt or anything like that. Um, character development, I gave. I'm giving it generosity for case for character development. I gave it also an eight, mainly because you do see the characters in the show. Like, dude, grow. there was like no character development. All the characters were pretty much the same throughout the entire show. I'm um, not, I think Reiner not... and Ferris underwent some because Reiner started to like accept who he was. Well, even Reiner that's and just Seal. two characters out of the entire... That's why it's a slightly above average, that's yeah, it. That's like, yeah. eight, dude, I feel like that's really high. That's yeah. yeah, that's why, like I said, I'm giving it the benefit of a doubt on this one. Um, soundtrack, I gave up four. They were pretty average, <laughs> as you were mentioning earlier, Frenchie. Uh, I mean, if it's average, I'd give it higher than a four. Okay, fine, I give it a five. Hey, make, make, your, make your rating. Okay, fine, I give it a four, because it was... Well, then don't say they're average. Say they're below average. Okay, they're... Uh, World building, I gave a five. Um, I like the idea of the magic and everything behind it, but uh, and, like, the way they do the magic, but I didn't really... There wasn't enough explanation as to what was really going on in the world to for me to actually understand what the fuck was going on. Uh, plot, I gave a four. I don't know what the fuck was happening in, that, in it. Um... Voice acting, performance, voice acting performance, I gave an 8. I actually thought the the voice actors did a very good job with what they were given for this. Um, and just the dialogue itself was really funny, when uh, for the comedic moments at least. Um, and like there was actually good emotion with the uh, performances and stuff, so uh, I thought it was really good. Art style, I gave a 7. I thought it was, again, I thought it was really cool. Not terrible. Could have been a little better. Uh, uniqueness, I gave a five. I, there's, there was, it was too confusing for me to even understand what was, like how to even <laughs> process it. Uh, remember, really, I'm giving a five. I'm not. The only thing I'm gonna remember about this is fucking Dongo. <laughs> Dongo, Dongo. Uh, so in total, I'm giving it a fifty-nine. All right. Uh, my turn. Hello, this is me, Wickwicky. 
Uh, coming at you with the rating. Coming at you with the rating of Legend of Legendary Heroes. The Legend of the Legendary Heroes. Really put the that, okay, that was some bullshit. The Legend of Legendary Heroes. No, The Legend of the Legendary Heroes. The Legend of the... The... <laughs> the Legend of the Legendary Heroes. Let me right, confirm cool. first real quick. No, that's okay. what it is. That's 100% Well, now I want to make sure, because I, I, I put the titles in every single rating I do, and I keep everything in my notes Yep, now. The Legend of the Legendary Heroes. Which, what legend, do, I don't know. This Which, title, the title is trash for what everything, it's giving you. Everything throws me off about this show, but I also, also love it, which brings me to my personal enjoyment. I gave this a 10. I don't care about how confused I was. I enjoyed this show, this show so much because of the comedy, and I did like, granted, the fight. Some of the powers were really cool. Enjoyed that. I don't... I'm not going to knock at me being confused because that's a whole different section. Uh, animation, I gave a six. I thought the animation was a, I thought was a little bit above average because of some of the, the fights with uh, some of the powers being activated. I like the animation of the eyes being lighted up and some of the, the powers and like the, when he, they use the, the guy used the sword and he fucking sacrifices eye. The animation of that was pretty slick. Uh, world building, I gave it five. I feel they introduced a bunch of stuff, but also didn't fucking explain. Like they, like it was pretty much like some shows we've done. They've introduced stuff, explained it a little bit. This show, they pretty much just introduced stuff and didn't explain shit. Uh, plot, I gave it two. That's where the confusing thing comes in. I don't understand what the plot was supposed to be of the show, at all. Like not even a little bit. Uh, voice acting performance, I gave a 10. I thought it was fucking awesome. Art style, I also gave a 10. I really enjoyed the art style of it and the designs of the weapons and everything like that. Uh, uniqueness, I gave this a 7. Memorability, I gave it a 10 because of how confused I was. <laughs> this is going to be the highest rating, I'm sure. Seriously, I was so confused. I'm probably much. I'm going to remember everything I was confused about. 100%. More power to you. Uh, I got... I, I got, uh, if my math is correct, it's a 70 out of 100. Alright. Um, so for my personal enjoyment, I Here gave comes it... comes a master judge. What? No, never mind. It's a joke. Um, my personal enjoyment, I gave a 6. Because I thought this was kind of a grind. Yes! Because of how confusing it was. But it was not... It was less confusing, but not as good as like how I was confused in Neon Genesis. Like, Neon Genesis, I understand it because of the fucking, like, profoundity of Neon Genesis. This was just bad writing. Yes. Um, animation, I gave a 7. I thought that some of the animation, like the spell circles and some of the attacks, were really cool. Um, character development, I also gave a 7 because you do see it with the three main characters a little bit. So I gave it a little bit above average. Soundtrack, I gave a 6. I thought it was very mid. The music wasn't bad, but it's... Very general. Mm -hmm. uh, world building, I also gave a six. You are introduced to all these countries, so you kind of get an idea of the world around them. We don't learn shit about the world around them. <laughs> you, you find out who is who, but you don't know why is why. You don't know why is who. Or who is why. Um, you don't know why is Gamora. Plot is a five. Um, <laughs> As to be expected. It's, it's just average. I thought that um, it had a lot of potential. Like, straight up, when they were fighting in the fucking dungeon for the uh, relics, I thought, okay, this is going to be fucking cool. It's a great way to start this out. Nope. 
Yeah. <laughs> VA performance is an eight. It's my highest rating. Yep. I thought the VA performance was fantastic. I loved the, how stacked the cast was. Yeah. The emotion that we got, especially from Reiner as Ian Sinclair, was fantastic as Reiner. Mm-hmm. Art style gave a six. I did also kind of like some of the designs, but the character design themselves was kind of average. I thought that uh, Sion kind of just looked like Pegasus with his hair braided. Well, I can't unsee that now. Yeah. Um, uniqueness is six. It's a fantasy with overpowered magic users. I I can't tell you the names off the top of my head, but if I went through my anime list, I could probably find five or six of them. Yeah. Just like that. Memorability gave a six. I'll remember parts of it, but like Wiki said, it's going to be the parts I was confused on. I, I don't remember really what happened at certain points, but I did remember all the bloodshed. You'll remember, you'll remember these three things. The bloodshed, the dongo... And all the perversion uh, jokes. <laughs> the simplified perversion. Um, I gave it a 63. That's fair. Alright, Zerio, because it's mid. So, uh, my personal enjoyment was uh, a 9. Uh, Hell yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't super into it like the first couple episodes. I kind of, I think I zoned out a lot. Uh, and it took me a while to actually get into the show. But once I was in, I, w- I was in. This show's fucking funny, and it's cool, uh, even though it's not very good. Oh, fuck. Oh, my phone locked. Uh, animation. Uh, animation, I gave it a 7. A lot of cool stuff. It's not perfect, but it's really good. Uh, character development, I gave it a 6. You see a little bit with the main 2, but that's, that's about it. Uh, soundtrack, I gave a six. It was okay. Um, world building, uh, I'm giving a five. Uh, plot is a four. Really bad plot. Barely even there. Uh, voice acting, I gave a ten. I loved them, but they were, the, like, the true artists of the show. Um, style i gave it seven uh it was it was pretty good uh, i liked a lot of the the magic designs mostly some of the monsters um uh uniqueness five there's a million shows just like this uh memorability six and uh my total with that is 65 also i want to say something real quick because i forgot about it but something i told uh, Wiki, when I was watching this show, if I had a dagger that could uh, turn my arms into dragons, I would have a lot of stab wounds. Same. So that, Same, bro. So that brings our yeah. average to 64.25. Hell yeah. Um, also, before oh, I, I forget... Do uh, we don't do decimals. Who are we? We round down. Or round up. 64. 64. Um, before I forget, our style, the drip in this show was fucking awesome. Everybody was fucking styling out. That's another reason why I liked it so much. Everybody's outfit was on point. Oh, okay. I was trying to figure out, I'm like, what's he talking about? I get it now. Dude, everybody be fucking riding hot with their clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Reiner hot. Yeah, right? 
Well, on that uh, horrible pun, that is where we will end tonight's episode. Also, don't listen to what these fools say, King Damien. <laughs> don't listen to what they say. I know you're sitting in your chair right now, or your car, or laying in bed next to your wife, you know, just getting pissed off. Don't listen to him. Just listen to my voice. It was good. It was really funny. I was, it was I, funny. I, I enjoyed the show. Yeah, like... I'm not just playing, dude. I thought it was funny, but I just got... I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I'm also not super philosophical, so I didn't understand any of that shit. But I know there was good points in there from the stuff... Philosophical or not, I don't know what the fuck was going on in that show. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I would like to point out... Philosophical very, very well. There just wasn't much of a plot. Yeah. I would like to point out that Crimson gave this a higher rating than Neon Genesis. What the fuck? Yeah, I did. <laughs> what? Yeah, because this shit was funny. Neon Genesis was just confusing to me. Plus, also, fuck Shinji. Alright, well, thank you all for coming to this episode of the Weekly Weebs. Don't forget, the assignment is Skate the Infinity. Uh, follow us on our new site on anchor.fm. Yes, follow Free us. hosting site. And uh, we finally have a TikTok made. Uh, we will hopefully be posting some stuff on there here in the coming, here in the next coming days or so. At the Weekly Weebs, very original. Mwah. And keep in mind that is not at Weekly Weebs or at the Weeb Weekly. It is at T H E Weekly Weebs. Yeah. I wish it was at T H C, but here we are. <laughs> we'll talk to y'all next week. Bye. Bye. And also, we want to wish a very happy birthday to our honorary weeb, our number one fan, person who's been with us since the beginning of this whole mess, uh, Posymon, aka Kaylee. Happy birthday! Happy birthday, Posymon! Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Daddy Yummy Lover. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Weekly Weaves Podcast. We'll be back next week with more exciting anime talk. Make sure to join us every show to stay up to date with what's going on in the world of anime. We'll catch you next time.